0: Welcome on in, Enswell Boxing, Ireland's boxing podcast, I'm Al Rich, click on the link in the attached show notes, you'll find all our previous episodes, if you want to get in touch, suggestions, ideas, you'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you can email us at ennswellpod.com, at of course, you're welcome on in, a year like no other, deserves an end like no other. But we're getting it. We're getting it. We've had Joyce Dubois. We've had Spence Garcia. We've had Lopez Loma. Throw in a little bit of Arthur versus Yard. AJ Pula. Saunders Murray. Sprinkle a little bit of green in there. And we've got McGivern. We've got Quinn. Joe Ward. Eric Donovan. McKenna Brothers. And we still have Smith Canelo this weekend. And I haven't even told you the Christmas guest list yet. (coughs) Joining us today... Our old pal Steve is back from Boxing Tickets in Northern Ireland as we look back over our previous episode, chat about our predictions and everything else, and have a look a little bit ahead.
1: People's giving him a discredit by saying that he's boxed out of his skin because he's probably had it in his locker there all along and just hasn't had the chance to show it.
0: And, and, and. A fella, I believe we are going to see and hear an awful lot about over the coming months.
2: I first met Dennis in Sydney on a show in the Star Casino Dennis was actually doing some commentary and he was there ringside and he actually got to water he actually had a pretty impressive knockout that night
0: Danny Keating is, a, is the Cork light middleweight he joins me today to talk about a fortuitous meeting with Dennis Hogan in Australia over 12 months ago where they kept in touch one thing's led to another and he's now waiting on 2021 with anticipation as he gets set to hook up with Pocket Rocket Wayne McCullough DDP Dennis Hogan and all that good stuff and Danny's joining us here today to tell us all about it. We look at the news, we look at the views, and we listen to the points of views on all things boxing related. Oh, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold. It's not easy, it's not easy being me or you or anybody else, is it? Not only have we had everything else in 2021, but now it's winter. Cold feet, oh, drives me insane. The older I get, I think the colder they get too. Um, Yep little bit of a gap since the last episode. Been building, been moving, been moving, building. Trying to connect power, trying to connect Wi-Fi, trying to plug leaks, seal doors. And then trying to get into the studio at the same time. Yeah, it's been a bit of a, a, it's been a job. But look, we're nearly there, almost there. And the first episode is on the way. So it'll be something to look forward to. Really am, from my point of view, the amount of work that's gone into it now. Seems to be, seems to be almost taking the good out of it. But it won't. I ain't the may west at juggling two or three things at the one time. I can do it. I can do it. Now I know what you're gonna say and I know the smarter and another girl's out there are gonna say, Oh typical lad. You're probably right. You're probably right. If I'm gonna do something hundred percent and do it to the best of my ability, I'll do one thing at a time. If I'm gonna do things less than that, I can do them. I can do them. But the old stress levels go a little bit high and the anxiety gets a little bit higher and the patience gets a little bit lower. But we're getting there. And it's 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 in the, on the scale of things... Do you know what it is? It's a distraction and it's a welcome distraction... Because we're almost into the holiday season... Even though the feet are getting colder... The evenings are getting darker... And it's getting cold and wet and everything else... It doesn't matter... It doesn't matter because the end of 2020 is almost here... And we've all got there... You've done it... You've done it... So while you're listening to this... Pat yourself... Put your hand up as far back up your back as you can... And pat yourself on the back and just say... You know what lad... I've done well this year... And you know what girl i have done well this year you've done well we've done well we've got through it we're almost there this is the time of the year now where we're going to maybe eat an extra mince pie eat an extra bit of pudding drink an extra drink do whatever you got to do to make yourself smile this because it's been if ever i look forward to christmas every year the inner man child comes out he busts out and he acts like like he does every other year like a child and the year that doesn't happen i'd be worried this year Christmas is, a, is more welcome than ever, I believe. Not just for me, not just for you, for everybody. But just wait till you've finished drinking the can or finished eating the bit of grub before you pat yourself on the back. That could get messy. All the usual questions you get this time of the year when you meet somebody. Well, you all set. Are you ready? Have you everything done? The answer is always yeah. It can happen now. It can come tomorrow night and it'll be the, the same success. It'll be the same time... It'll be the same amazing Christmas it always is. And that's what I keep saying. Don't stress. Don't worry. Don't panic. Nothing. Go with it. Because to get to this part of the year, as I said, it's been a chore and a half. So now that you've done it, and whatever you've done and whatever you have in place for for the the small people in your life and for for everything else, well, they're going to love it as well. Because they're surrounded by the people that count the most. The people who make the time, make the effort, go out of their way and spend the time making my memories. And the smallest ones won't really care or don't, shouldn't really care or know too much about it. All they want to know is where's the box that I can play in as soon as my ties are open? (laughs) It doesn't seem all that long ago, does it? Pubs are closed. Many of the the, the naysayers and the, the whingers and the moaners are going around whinging and moaning. They'll never be the same. To be honest with you, I think it'll probably make it even better. And again, as I said, it's a mindset. It's what you make of it. It's what we make of it. It's what we all do together and what we do to make it. Special that's going to tell the difference. So you decide. Don't let some advertisement. Don't let some random stranger on a news program or on a TV show decide. You decide if this is going to be your best Christmas ever. I believe it is. Now let's just hold that thought for a moment about random strangers and outsiders and people outside of your immediate circle deciding and making up your mind for you. Since the fight of the weekend, AJ Pulev, we've had all sorts of narratives. We've had the spin. Doctors are in full flight. He's learning his trade. He's adapting his trade. He's this, he's that. He's ready for AJ. He's not ready for Fury. He's going to fight Fury. He's not. It's not happening. I'd put, if I was a gambling man, I would bet now, AJ will not fight Tyson Fury next. You've heard it here. And if I'm wrong, let's do a forfeit. No problem. No qualms. But as I said, when you're letting people make you look at the fights, I've said this for a long, long time, and more people seem to be Give it a go at least. Turn the volume down. Watch it. See what's happening. Make up your mind what you think is happening and how you think the fight's going. Because it's getting worse, lads. It's Sky Sports pundits are getting worse. I'm going to play something for you here now. You want to have a little listen.
2: James Tennyson, <laughs> the Irish
3: for <laughs> You went there. Matt to... and I actually dropped our mics <laughs> when you said Now you've got a free, a clear moment. Yeah. Do you still mean it? I do. Go uh, on then, I'm telling t- you now. Uh, if Tennyson lands that kind of power on Javante. He takes him out. You might have fighters that haven't got that strength when it comes to world class. He has got the power to do that. Look how he demolished the number eight uh, in the division demolished him, and there were little clips on uh, the Mets... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. so do you want me to keep quiet here? I will is, bring the, it on. The, proper, the, the number eight wait, wait, in the... Wait, wait, come wait. on. Josh O'Reilly the, had a padded record. The WBA Let's be honest, number Johnny. Eight. Josh O'Reilly had a padded record. We didn't know about him okay. in Canada, 16-0. Yeah. and 0. He somehow, through the NABO, got that number what eight ranking. Josh O'Reilly was an average fighter. Now, and James Hennessy. I'm not saying anything wrong about James Henderson's performance. He was brilliant, and since he's been up at lightweight, he's gathered real momentum. He had a terrific win against Gavin. Wynn. He was fantastic last weekend on Friday night, he does
2: hit and, really, he, really,
3: really and he and he does hit really, really hard. But come on. However, <laughs> you know and I know that this sport is all about levels and about timing. And opportunity. To say that he can go out and blast away Javante Davis is utter well, I lunacy I am at you, the moment. I am you, I hope you save this. It's every clip, Every click we've had, I hope you save it. Because even if you get so Davis has a, and, and, and listen to me. Is James Tennyson. And I had a good chat with Mark Donald in the bubble here last week. Great guy. Dedicated himself to it. He's had his lumps and bumps. He's he's gone in with um, uh, Tevin Farmer and he was outclassed. But he's gone up to lightweight. And I think he's got a really good chance at lightweight of, let me hear me out, of possibly becoming a world champion. I would have him nowhere near Tiafimo Lopez, nowhere near Javante Davis, just... and nowhere near De- Devin Haney yet. Right. He needs to so, fight. Someone at Jorge and he needs to so fight two is, or three is, more fights book, before he maybe fights for a vacant this, title. This is my book, But he has a puncher's chance. This is my bugbear. A book, puncher's right. chance. It's about opportunity. Most people in right, the world, this is my but how can you, you put like those two names together me, at we, the let moment? Let James would even be sitting here let going, me tra- let me what you. Me. are you talking this about, Johnny? So it's about opportunity. So Gervonta Davis is under the, the main weather... Uh, Gervonta Davis so, so, is no, not Leo Sassacruz. Just wait, wait, wait. Did wait. you see just that? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So every he had the opportunity, he's had the exposure, he's had that media machine behind him. Just because Tennyson is from our waters, why are you not looking at this kid thinking, give me the opportunity? I am give looking at the kid Let and I'm really excited by James so, Tennyson. So people are getting gas. Why do you want him? He's been in with Tevin Farmer, he got out of class. he got Aye, knocked he out. Why would, you, would want? you want him in with Javante Davis? threatened to happen. wreck his That's career that, when he's got momentum, he's building up, he's going to have Belfast way. fans. We're going to go to Belfast, I, you know we're going to have a great time with James Tennyson. Keep him I'm away from Javante Davis for the
1: moment.
0: Now, the argument Johnny is making here. You can take it either way, you can have it both sides you can have it. you can have the discussion all day every day and twice on a Sunday and it is opinion based but my problem here is when you take into account the conversation and you listen to the tone and you listen to the manner and you listen to how um, how he's gone out of his way to shout to interrupt Johnny and then shout when when he's delivering his point, which is only his opinion. Let's face it, is his opinion any more valued or any more um carry any more weight than yours or mine or anybody else's and a point Johnny's making a lot of lately, and I like this and I like it now listen, Nelson is no angel he is quite capable of stirring that pot and stirring the pot so that it stinks fairly badly, but he does it in a way that you gotta like that makes him easy to like and I know sometimes that these these narratives are created. I know that there's an angle taken on purpose at times. But does it always have to be? Does it always have to be coming across that I know better than you? This is what's happening. This is what has happened. Because let's face it, the biggest low of all the shows this season has been the commentary and the pundits and that sort of opinion. Now, he gives an opinion and he gives a he spits out some, some thoughts there on Josh O'Reilly, okay? Now, look, Josh O'Reilly was a rabbit in the headlights and he got taken out ruthlessly by a fighter who was ready to fight for a world title. Okay, does that make him, for taking his opportunity, for earning his opportunity, does that make him less? No. No, it doesn't. And um, I, I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. I'm not a... Jo- I, I, This is happening over and over and over again. He went on and on and on and on. This is said about Katie Taylor fighting Pursune. She beats Pursune twice. Now it's on to the next. But where is the same relentless, the same endeavour, the same conquest for a rematch for Tasha Jonas against Terry Harper? It ain't going to happen. Now why are they now beating the drum and banging the drum for Shannon Courtney to fight Rachel Ball? Rachel Ball is a champion. Rachel Ball has gone on, won her fights, done what she's to do. Since when does the loser get to call out the winner? doesn't work like that. There's an influence over the pundits. There's an influence over whatever panel there may be on Sky Sports. And I hope, I hope it improves. But I, I, I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be convinced. I think I'm watching The Zone UK to see how that goes. I like the way they're doing it. I like the way they're mixing up their panel. I like the way they're bringing in different voice, different thought, different opinion. But it's been delivered in a light-hearted way. It's been delivered in a fun way. It's not like a school teacher or, a, or, a, or an angry parent but as is the case with any petulant kid or any uh, divilment filled young lad Johnny had a comment a couple of days later which I believe may just have uh,
3: just brushed over a little bit I love it I don't mind the backlash because I'm like bring it on it's funny because our sport has got so many Angelo Dundees people that have never put a glove on and uh, and they're telling you how foolish you're talking and you don't know what you're talking about But any old how, our pal Steve from
0: Boxing Tickets Northern Ireland. How are you keeping, my man?
1: All's fantastic. All yourself? We're feeling very
0: festive, very festive. The holiday season is upon us and uh, it's almost time. Plenty going on, isn't there, the last few weeks? Yeah, it's, it's nearly. It's
1: nearly sometimes hard to keep up. With. I
0: think it's a case of uh, being able to filter what what you think is going to be worth watching and what's not because there's there's an awful lot. It's not the worst scenario at all. But um, last time we spoke, we had a great reaction to it as well, and we were both wrong on our predictions yet again. And uh, but we will <laughs> come to that in a few minutes. But there was a it was a big night for the two lads as well. You you had um, touched on there, uh, of course, James and and Fergus. You, you were impressed.
1: James obviously, you know, nicknames and natural, and and he looks very natural in the ring. You know, sometimes people cross over from the amateur game and they' it will take him a bit to get going, but, but James just looks to have taken it like a duck to water. And Fergus is, what can he say about me? You know, he's probably if you are being critical, you'd probably tell him not to move so much and to plant his feet and let his hands go. But he's a serious engine. Two fights, two six rounders. Probably couldn't ask for better showcase for both. I think James is
0: um, he's remarkably composed. Really is, and and uh, I had a lovely chat with him here just just before I think maybe just before lockdown, just before his debut. We had a great conversation. I was actually due to speak to him twelve months prior, and I had no idea that the chap was suffering what he was. So to see him now and to see where he's at, it's 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 special. In the year of, of chaos, it's been a year for a good year for both of them. It's been a breakout year where they've had a chance to introduce themselves, I suppose, to the boxing fraternity. And more power to the pair of them. I think we're going to see. I think Fergus is going to he's going to impress crowds all over the world, and especially when he boxes in Belfast, they're, they're just going to love to see it. It's great to see these young fighters getting the platform. And again. Kudos and, and props to Jamie and, and the gang at MTK. It's, they're doing phenomenal stuff. Another fella that's moving. And he really is, I suppose, the story. Himself and Jazza are the story, fittingly so, of the golden contract. Because he came out of nowhere, really, didn't he, Balotniks? Well, am I right in saying he was a
1: late substitute for the Stephen
0: Ward fight?
1: I think when he got rid of Stephen Ward, you know, that was a year so ago today. I think everybody sort of wrote him off then. You know, was he wasn't a beat in the semi-final, was it Burton? Yeah, was he a Burton, yeah. Burton, and then obviously to do what he done in the final guys. Serge is gonna going stop him? This this is a fairy tale story, you know. He's come away sort of at the bottom pot, and sort of a stage where you know lose MTK golden contract probably call it a day. They now he, obviously he's changed his whole life around, and
0: it is. It's given those unfancied fighters who might not, who didn't get the chances. Let's place it I mean, we look at the Walsh brothers alone. They were. British champions and everything else, and, and, and just so for some reason weren't getting those opportunities, Jazza the same, and, and they came along and they put themselves in the window and it brings us
1: nicely into that one. That was a fight, wasn't it? Two great lads, you know, I don't think anybody could really have, if it had went either way, people would have said, obviously they're deserving champion. Probably being critical, probably thought they were maybe a bit too respectful, but fair, fair play to Jazza, stuck to the game plan, didn't really allow Walsh to combination together, and there's there's so much to love about those two fellas.
0: I was torn. I really was torn. And I've spoken to Ryan since, and, and he's he's um yeah he's he's where you'd expect him to be. He, he's down and he's disappointed. He he's he knows he's no qualms, no ifs, buts or ands. The best man won on the night, and I think I think that in itself is what's it's hurting. But he's not done. He's not even nowhere close to it. He's I think if they're not already back, he'll be back next week. I think helping Liam prepare for for Hilo and the uh, and the Commonwealth title again. Adding to the story and adding to his his worth and his value. And now Jazza boxed three fights in three different styles, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he's so you know, it's, it's shown that obviously the layers he's had there sometimes. For Jazza himself, he's probably thinking people's giving him a discredit by saying that he's boxed out of his skin in the tournament because he's probably had it in his locker there all along and just hasn't had the chance to show it. But he's, he's shown that he can adapt to different fighters. You know, my predictions were was, was obviously it was, you know, I, I thought Walsh was going to have it because you could box the front foot, box in the back foot. Again, you get into it sometimes too much, and you're, you're really cool on mm-hmm. something that actually somebody done good work for.
0: The way they represented themselves, the way they showed boxing the light they did—that's the type of fellas they are. There was a massive respect between them, and and I definitely thought at the end of the third round when Ryan caught get Jaza with a, he caught him with a huge shot there Maybe towards the end of the fight, I thought. Towards the end of the round, I thought, I think you commented on it actually as well that um, this was it. Like he had—he had almost felt him out. He had watched him, but. I couldn't help throwing a thought and sparing a thought for our and Tyrone McKenna as as Jazza boxed on the back foot and won it. I don't think there's any argument. I, I have now no argument whatsoever. But you'd wonder then when Tyrone boxed to, to plan and box on the back foot, calculated and everything else. I couldn't help sparing a thought for him that night.
1: Judges probably were rising. McKenna Davis, we've seen well, Harris fights in the past. You know, Jack Carroll fight where they could have played a Game of Conquers. During it, you know, there was no real action. That, that fight was one, was one in one turn. Fives hard done by.
0: There's plenty of good fights to be made in and around that featherweight, light featherweight, so, sorry, super featherweight. Uh, it remains to be seen, I suppose, what, holds, what twenty-one holds in store. But what there's no doubt about is the Jacka and the Apache. their campmates for the next for the next pile anyway. That is a serious asset to have in your camp when you're when you're preparing for a fight with Jamal Herring. A
1: few weeks ago, to keep those and obviously what was happening. I think it's brilliant for both of them. They both were were aligned on the side one before Carl obviously said for years that Kakati is the heav- heaviest hitter. they had, had. He's, he's obviously said similar to James Tennyson as well Ando can obviously switch both ways I think it's brilliant for both of them and I said to Ando the other day take what he can out of the cup and maybe this maybe be the thing it can reach reject him again. He he's been the one that's had an activity out of out of everybody. You know, 14, 15 months between fights and still looking good.
0: The biggest welcome possible in Manchester. He got jocked as he walked into the gym. <laughs> that tells you.
1: <laughs> Nigel Nigel Travis doing the VAP VAP welcome. <laughs> and to be to be fair, Stephen Ward probably been very quick. If you didn't put the emoji, obviously, over the video, I think you were probably seeing more than a smiley face. Oh, God, Lord.
0: It is brilliant for two lads, two good lads, two genuine lads whose paths have crossed over the years and been stable mates and everything else. You're right, Carol has always been highly complimentary. I'm going to get you to hang tender for me, Steve, if this is okay. Have a little bit of a look over the news. Have a little bit of a chat with Danny Keating. And then we'll come back to you then and we'll wrap up talking about what we see with the likes of Tenny and a few of the others over the last few weeks. Our man, Larry Friars from Monaghan, was weighed in and all set to do the dance on Saturday night against top-rank, hard-hitting Elvis Rodriguez, only for the fight to fall out bed at the last moment. Uh, Larry was in the lockdown, he was in the bubble, he was locked and loaded and rearing the rock, and the car just failed at the, as as on, on the COVID test at the last moment. I hope Larry got well looked after, well taken care of it's a it's a terrible terrible time for it to happen there's no good time for a fight to fall out of bed but certainly at the last moment when you've made weight you've done all the bubble you've done everything else and that just kicks in then not good but shout out to larry was in touch with him late last week when the fight was announced and he's always always welcome engaging and always great to chat with so we'll catch up with him hopefully early in the new year and in the meantime car frampton is in camp as you just heard there, ahead of his fight with Jamel Herring. It will be early 2021, we're not 100% sure where yet. It's a massive task, a huge fight, a huge, 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 huge opponent, and it's going to be its going to be probably his toughest yet, taking all things into account, the point of his career he's at, the amount of fights, the, the amount of bad luck and everything else he's had, and not to forget, of course, the opponent in Herring, who is just special. But Kakachi will add a huge amount to the camp, He'll help Carl. He'll hit him as hard, if not harder, than Herring can. And hopefully, all blocks will be put in place and everything will be set for Carl to win his third different world title at three different weights. What a category that will put him into. Now, we got news kind of out of blue late last week about Stevie McKenna's new promotional contract that he had signed with Hennessy Sports in the UK, which will see him appear a lot more on terrestrial TV on this side of the water. Brilliant move for Stevie. And he kicked it off in fine style on, on Friday night, where he absolutely obliterated his opponent. Beat him, implementing a couple of different styles, imposing him from the jump, and getting him out of there very early. And what a statement win it was. And Mick Hennessy, who has a reputation for building and growing huge household names in the boxing world in the UK, has landed a real diamond, a real, real entertainer. And his brother, not to be outdone, Aaron, later on on the card, absolutely emphatic. What a man, what what a man. And what what like When you look at it and you take into account, sitting about over the, the lockdown period, little or no fights, almost a year to the day since Aaron fought, fought last, and then in he goes and does that, and Stevie the same. He'll be boxing again on Friday night on the undercard of Shaq and Peters and Craig Richards. Watch that space on Channel 5. Had hope to catch up with the two lads ahead of their fight and in between the weigh-ins and everything else. Just didn't happen. And to be honest with you, there's no point in trying to rush these things Their time is precious enough as it is. They've got enough going on. We'll we'll catch up with them in due course and look forward to hearing all the details. And the diva, Gary Cully, has been added to the MT card in February in Wakefield where Hilo fights a Liam Walsh. And Gary Cully will fight for the WBAO European lightweight title against Kazakh fighter Kochikov. Kochikov, I think his name is. And uh, I hope I did that some sort of justice. So what a car that's shaping up to be and what a move Gary Cully is on now. He's on a streak. He's in a hurry. He ain't hanging around for nobody. And look forward to catching up with Gary as well really soon. I'm hoping to put together something where I'll catch himself, Caitlin and our coach Niall at the same time. Working on that right now. And while some were making excuses in 2020, they were making history. Caitlin, of course, winning her titles and Gary winning his Irish title news that i just got last night is that paulie mccullough is making his way home he's gonna base himself and train and box out of his home of belfast he'll be trained i think by his uncle or his dad and as i said living and based in belfast so he fancies to be home prefers to be home and why not you know it's it's not easy for anybody to be away at any time but in these times just gets that little bit trickier and a little bit harder so it's most important to keep the fighters focused. So good luck to Paulie. We'll be in touch with him. So hope all is going well. I know I know all is going well with him. He was, he's, he's a phenomenal fella. Just as nice as you could ever hope to meet. So, And a, a pretty scary fighter in the ring. So he's made his debut. He's got that out of the way now. Look forward to some more special stuff from Polly in the new year. And last but not least, there's a new president. I don't know whether this is good, bad or indifferent news. But there is a new president of the AIBA. He's uh, Russian and his name is Umar Kremilev. Um, it's this time this time last year we were actually no was it this time last year it it was around this time of the year anyways where the big debate started are we or aren't we going to see boxing in the Olympics there was a very very real danger and it wasn't a threat it was a danger that boxing may be excluded from the Beijing Olympics but thankfully common sense prevailed the um, purport the the guys that were causing the trouble the guys that were I don't know what you want to call them that were looking for the job a got their act together they got their house in order and whilst they may not be running and overseeing the running of the boxing right now hopefully this can be the start of putting things in place where boxing can give a fair crack to the people that are important again it's important administrators remember who the important ones are it's the fighters guys it's not you it's not him it's not me it's not her it's the fighters they're the ones that count put them first look after their best interests and step back and we might have a chance Uh, interestingly enough there was also a new constitution voted in at that um, meeting they're said to hope to reform the constitution to improve the democratic reform and improve transparency so look if they can do one of those three things which would be the transparency side of things it'll be a winning start (coughs) now I first heard of Danny Keating a little over a year ago or so Wayne McCullough text asking if I knew of him or if I'd heard anything about him and as time went by and as the year moved on, Danny and Wayne began remor- working remotely. Plans were put in place for him to move from Australia stateside and continue his pro career under the pocket rocket. Lockdown intervened, plans were iced, but the two lads kept working remotely right up to now. I caught up with Danny a couple of weeks ago and he told me all about his, himself, his boxing career, contact with Dennis, Hogan and Wayne and what happens next for Delighted to welcome the latest uh, big thing to come out of the Rebel County. As Spike told me, if you take Cork out of Ireland, it sinks. Uh, Danny Keating, <laughs> super welterweight, he's 3 all, and, and he's teamed up with some, some rather special Irish warriors but he's going to tell us all about that himself. Danny, it's great to chat with you.
2: Al, how are you mate?
0: I'm cold, I'm tired and I'm on top of the world. <laughs> so, I'm yeah, not too no, bad. I and yourself,
2: how are you adjusting to... I'm good mate. Uh, big change in the weather. The weather's fucking shitty at the moment. But as I said, yeah, it's good to be back to see my family. I haven't been been home in almost five years, um. So, so yeah, it's great to be home.
0: I've been chatting to Danny off air, and um, and and if if you can't have a pep in your step mate, there's nobody can because there's something's just out of nothing. And I don't believe it's out of nothing because a, a, a mutual friend of ours will always say it's the universe works and it's working in favour. And, and I believe this has come full circle and I don't want to preempt the story, but this is a little circle that's just come 360 degrees through me, through, of course, Dennis, through Wayne, and now onto yourself. And it's it's a phenomenal story. It's a phenomenal team. And I believe Team Rocket, by the time it's all said and done, there'll be a little bit of silverware, if not green and goldware, hanging around. What do you think?
2: Oh, that long-term um, goal, that's something... Since 11 years of age, I, I've been I've been wanting that. Um, as I said, I, I've I've kept uh I've kept it quiet in my career. Um, but that's yeah, that's a long-term goal. Um, once I have the good people around me, the right people, anything is definitely possible.
0: Well, mate, you definitely have that, and you definitely from 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 chatting to you so far, you've got your feet firmly firmly planted on the floor, which um which is it's. There be a lot of lads that have done a lot less and got carried away already. But uh, talk to me a little bit, Danny. About early growing up in Cork and, and, and where boxing came into your life and um
2: I started boxing, I'd say when I was nine years of age and my, my old man was entering me into the, the under, underage fights. because um, I you had to be eleven. I hadn't even been eleven yet. And uh I remember I had maybe ten fights before I even turned eleven. I won three Irish titles. Um I represented Ireland in the international number of occasions. Um, I went to the European Games in Bulgaria. Yeah, I've had maybe probably nearly close to maybe a hundred amateur fights. I th- I f- I finished school and uh I decided it was either continue with boxing, get a trade or do something. So I decided I'd go to Australia see see what that's like. Something um, else, isn't it? Yeah. And then I ended up ended up just getting back into the boxing in, in, in Australia, training in a local gym and in Australia, the the professional game is it's so big out there, and I had been sparring these pros, and everyone was asking, they were like, why don't you turn pro? Because I'm just I was just like so suited for the pros, and as I said, there wasn't much there on the amateurs that that I could do. Like uh, I, was coming from winning three three Irish titles, like I didn't really w- want the a Nazi title or anything like that. So yeah, I turned pro. I put my head down, and um, all. Between knockouts, here we are. Yeah,
0: a similar path and a similar story to the likes of John O'Carroll, to the likes of TJ Dahoney, to the likes of Dennis Hogan. All them lads have gone on to a, a very, very, uh, a very big and, and beautiful future. So you're, tra- you're following in some good footsteps. But what, what part of Australia did you go to, Danny? And and, and did you base yourself in the one spot? Did you get a bit of traveling done? Some never left Sydney. Did you get over it at all?
2: Um, yeah, to be honest, I've actually been living in Sydney probably five five years Incredible um, city, I've, seen, I've seen i've seen i've seen a bit of australia but uh, mostly just in sydney um in t- in terms of there was three or four years of my time in australia i was i was pretty dedicated to to boxing i least did it every single day but, yeah what an amazing city it's absolutely great out there yeah
0: it's it's there's so much to see and do ah oh, mate it was it was the life, you know. But got to see the outside of it and the inside of it. And it's 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 an incredible country, and and by and large, the people are, are phenomenal people as well. They're um, they boxing fans. Um, we'll come to that in a few minutes. They <laughs> they've a lot to learn at times, but they're passionate. They 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 are passionate about their sports, aren't they? And It's a great country when you're into your sport.
2: Oh, it's great. Even the money they put into sports, like the facilities, like the equipment, like it's just it's so advanced out there. They, they, just, they just get behind the sports big time out there
0: yeah and the climate as well lends itself to probe pro, pro whether, you're an, whether you're a boxer whether you're a footballer whether you're an athlete and, and, and there's another thing they call football what they call football is like yeah, <laughs> it's like a a, a jumbled up NFL. version of rugby and nfl but look it is <laughs> it's it over and all, overall it's 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 a great place and and did you find it rather easy, did you find it a struggle to get back in had you been out of the game long when you, when you did decide to go back or, or was it just seamless
2: No, I ended up probably taking maybe, it was probably maybe 12 months to maybe a year and a half um, I took a break from box and I just ended up going travelling with some of my friends um, within the 12 months they, they, they were home, I, I actually came home my first year, I was like yeah I'm done with Australia I was home probably in Ireland two weeks and I, and I had a ticket booked straight back. back there yeah. and yeah five years and i hadn't been home since did you get out okay yeah i got out okay
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> we won't we walk away now there's plenty of ladders had to stay in a place that he might not want to stay so getting out can be tricky when you overstay but no nah, look oh, it's, definitely, yeah. it's a beautiful place and i recommend it highly and I'm, I'm overselling it here now but it is it's incredible but um talk to me then i suppose you um your paths crossed with with um with the hurricane himself, of course, Dennis, who's a is a close pal here of mine, um over the last few years, and he's he's a he's been on the podcast, and he's on a a, a, part- a particularly special journey right now. But how did how did your paths cross?
2: Um, I first met I first met Dennis. It was actually, um, I was fighting in Sydney on a show in the Star Casino. And, uh, Dennis was actually doing some commentary and he was, he was just, he was there ringside and he actually got to watch, um, my knockout. I actually had a pretty impressive knockout that night. Um, and I met him afterwards and it was just great me speaking to Dennis because he was just an, a, another Irish, uh, boxer. He was just living in a different part of Australia. And I just, I started getting into Dennis and I was watching his fights and I've been probably behind Dennis's career. Probably his last maybe six seven fights like before he even hit hit America. Um, yeah, he's Dennis is a, he's a great a great dude. Um,
0: anyone that knows Dennis and anyone that knows from listening to him here, you'll be able to quantify this as well. For Dennis to click with someone and get gel with someone, as he calls it, and uh, Paddy Fitzpatrick would call it uh, vibing, he needs to get that vibe. He needs to get that feeling. He needs to get something. He's obviously got that because. Uh, I know from speaking to him so many times we'll have a 10 minute, what's meant to be a 10 minute conversation turns into maybe an hour or an hour and a half. Um, and But I've said it so many times, his gift, his meaning, his journey extends far beyond boxing. I believe when his boxing journey is complete, he has so much to give in terms of people and, and inspiring people and helping people and the way he's able to relate to people. At your point in Australia, at your point in your boxing, was it a case of just were you ready then, almost maybe to come home? Were you ready to stay, or were you just were you just kind of going wherever it was going to go? Did did it, did the course change having spoken with Dennis and the guys?
2: My last three opponents in Australia, I was actually my last three opponents pulled pulled out from my fight, and I wasn't able mm. to get any, any replacements. And this went on for months and months, and then I was it was just camp after camp after camp, and I was scheduled to fight um, March twenty seventh. And the COVID came in and there was nothing we could do about it. My fight was postponed again. And I was just like, uh, I feel like I'm going nowhere in, in Australia with the boxing. So I just, I, I reached, I reached out to, to Dennis and uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis got me in contact with, with Wayne. And uh, three of us have been speaking over the last, last couple of months. And yeah, it's great. We have a great relationship. Um, and so it, it more clicked than anything. Um, it it either worked for you, or it doesn't work for you, and yeah, when I spoke to Wayne, it was just something. It was something great.
0: Yeah, he, he, yeah. Listen, and there's 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 that little uh, circle complete that I speak of because, again, true. So I I believe it's luck. I I constantly say it's luck because I wouldn't have the ego or the arrogance to say that I knew what I was doing. I couldn't. I couldn't. But. To be able to put the lads in contact, and I knew they were—I knew they were very similar. They've got very similar. They're work out, workaholics. They're absolutely obsessed with their trade. Wayne knows more about boxing than more. He's forgotten more about boxing than most lads. And for me to be able to speak to a guy who worked directly with the great Eddie Futch, oh, I mean, you're dealing with yeah. you're dealing with that's ro- yeah, that's yeah. real royalty to me. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he was actually texting me this morning on WhatsApp, Wayne was had. Oh, <laughs> but he drops
0: that into conversations. I was taking to Dana, he was speaking to Brian, I was speaking to these guys, Freddie, my friend Freddie, and I was like, all right, yeah, and um, I I got to go, I have to train, I'm doing a training session, and his clients are just, most people don't, because he doesn't talk about it, he doesn't put himself out there, but when you listen to him breaking down a fight, and, and like, one of the things I really, really want to learn is how to score a fight. And I've asked him, like, would you, like, when, because he said the first thing he did with Eddie for weeks and weeks was just sit there and watch tape and learn how to watch fights and learn how to watch. But he's very much about fellas committing and putting it out, putting everything into what he's done. So the fact that you're willing to commit and go and up sticks and move over there, that in itself is a, that will happen. There's no doubt about that. It's just, we're well, in these unprecedented times. Definitely. In the meantime, he's put you in, you are going to work with, the fellow who inspired him and who put him on his path in, in the in the great, and I don't use the word great too often, in the phenomenal, the legendary Nicholas Nicholas Cruz.
2: That that's crazy. Like like that was the first thing that linked that uh, clicked with me and Wayne. People people don't realize that. Like I've worked with Nicholas Cruz for probably six seven years in, in my amateur in my amateur career. Like uh, I've lived with Nicholas before and like. It was just something like he couldn't believe when I just brought up Nicholas Cruz, he just couldn't believe because he'd still been in contact with Nicholas mm. Cruz as well. And, and I, and I've, since I've got home, I've called up and I've seen Nicholas. Um, yeah, and it's just great to how, how it all worked out. And it's just, yeah, what, what a man Nicholas Cruz is. He's just, um, he's just, when it comes to even, even getting your mind like fit and strong, he's, that's, that's where he's, uh, Right, where he comes into play because yeah he's just a, he's a spiritual warrior Nicholas Cruz
0: he has that sort of mesmerising pres- presence anyways he's tall he's thin he's dark and he speaks with the most enchanting voice It's for anyone that has never heard him I'll, I'd love to have him on the podcast sometime but I I do know as well that there's a there's a, he's um he's wary of where and who he talks to you'll be working with him on a close close scale now in the run up to until you get your first fight announced will you?
2: yeah like uh, I, I said to Wayne um I was literally willing, if Wayne said to me, jump, I'd ask him how high. Hmm. I was willing to do whatever he wanted me to do. And he thought the best option was, because uh, he still kept in contact with Nicholas, and, and so did I, that, you know, maybe maybe link up with Nicholas and himself and Nicholas can speak then, and, you know, that we can all be in, yeah. in, in, in together. Um, so, and, and it also it's closer for me being home in Ireland to America, which, which is an, another thing. But, um, yeah, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be moving up with Nicholas and we're going to start, uh, we're going to start working together. Um, I'm actually going to move up to his house full time. Um, so yeah, it's going to, it's going to be great. Yeah. Sure.
0: Talk about landing on your feet you know i mean you've got people you've got mentors rather than just associates you've got paul keegan you're working with paul as well it was paul put me and no i had spoken to dennis and my plan was in the run-up was was to um include you in whatever we were doing so it's just it's a beautiful story and uh, but it's nothing but a story until you get uh, until you get it all the wheels in motion and i guess known boxers and fighters the way i do and and as and as amicable and as pleasant as you sound i'm, I'm sure there's the fighting side you. when that bell goes you, you don't want to be standing in front of you either you're a super welter you're an athlete um how is this period for you danny it's 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 a lot of patience it's a lot of trusting in the system trusting in the process isn't it, it it's just, as you said there's a lot of uh mental and spiritual stuff a part of this for you
2: yeah i believe it's a, I believe it's a hard time for boxing um in terms of boxing, like, I, I stay real. I, st- I stay taking over. Uh, I never, like, I never come off, like, my, my goal. I always have that goal in the back of my head. Uh, like, I'm still boxing, start to box when I'm eight, and I'm still boxing today because I still have that goal in my head. Um, even if things get busy, I still, I still have that goal, that long time goal. Um, once, yeah, as I said, once, yeah, once I can get a, a couple of fights in, get my name out there. Yeah, people are going to know pretty soon what, what I'm about. Um, as I said, in the, in the amateurs, I, I was no pushover at all. I had close to maybe 100 amateur fights and maybe definitely 80 plus wins. And as I said, my, my first three pro fights, once I got on them, in pro gloves, no headgears. Yeah. Every time I was catching people with the right hand, they were, they were going to speak pretty much.
0: I suppose it's hard to make plans and it's hard to um it's hard to say too much as well I know there's a lot of business going on and there's a lot of stuff going on in the background but you're in safe hands you're working with the right people you're working with people who will put you first well, not themselves which is it's it's extremely rare in this business you know is the plan Danny you're going to like you're going to do what you have to do until this this crazy this crazy phase we're going through and I believe I believe this time next year we'll be looking back at it laughing not laughing but saying yeah yeah we're done now we're over it. we don't want to see that again is the plan to move to America and to start there? Are you planning on doing something this side, or is it just a case of you gotta wait and see what way the chips land?
2: As you know, I'm in I'm in talks with like some some big international promoters. They, they they believe that I'm gonna be busy in the new year, so all I'm going to do till then is I'm gonna keep training and I'm gonna stay positive and. My my call is gonna come. It's not. It's not as if like it, that. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna fight again. My my call is gonna come. My out and and I'll be ready for him. I'm definitely. I'm definitely in in good hands. It's a hard time for boxing. I'm, I'm probably not the only boxer that's going through this at the moment. Um, it, it is definitely hard to get fights, and it's, uh, there's no crowds or anything anymore. There's no ticket sales. But uh, once this is all over, like boxing is gonna be ba- back.
0: As well as that. And 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 we're being honest here, and we'd be real, and it's what I pride myself on as being as real as possible. And if I'm not, I, I'm I'm always happy and open to be called on it. But I I think you're a hundred percent right. I think it's a tough time for boxing, but I think boxing being in there, being so innately tough, and being so by its very nature, it's it's you gotta be mentally tough. And if you're not, you're not really going to be anywhere. You're not going to last too long in it. Is it a side of the game that you've been strong at? traditionally is it something that you found you've developed stronger over the year is it or is it something that you're working on the whole time from working with huge pros like Nicholas's experience and Wayne's and Dennis's
2: the way, the way I see it is I I have a long-term goal and that's to be take go as far as I can in the boxing and to, like you you get pretty much a, a, a one window and if you I feel if you have the right people around you um, like, any, anything, anything is possible. Um, well, I had the, I had the honor to, to be able to work with Nicholas Cruz, my amateurs. And so it's great to be able to turn around and 10 years later, and we're going to be working Isn't as, as I'm a, as I'm a pro fighter now. Um, so, so it's great. The, the adjustments that he's, that he's going to, to make to me and, and working with Wayne. And yeah, it, if I get a fight in America, it's, it's a, it's a new platform for me um I'm, I'm on my own route um so yeah it's
0: it's hard it's to great. believe as well uh, yeah your your circle with nicholas 10 years but if you go back farther 30 years it incorporates then not only did he oversee is he overseeing your journey but he was the massive instigator and a huge role and anytime i speak to wayne he'll tell me the same and he tells he's constantly in contact with him so it's 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 pretty um there's some pretty special synchronicity without without getting to uh, woohoo and all that on it. But there's, there's there's something at work here. The universe is at play. And uh, listen, man, it's an absolute. It, I can I don't even need to wish you well because I can hear there's a there's a calmness there's um there's a reassuredness about you that 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 it just speaks louder than what you're not saying to me speaks louder than what you're saying. If that makes sense?
2: Oh, definitely, Alan. I'm I'm sure you you'll be at my next fight, and and you'll know pretty soon what I'm all about. I, I enjoy boxing. I, I love boxing. I, I that's why I, I love to leave my, as I said, the, the social media that kills me mm. to be on like posts and stuff every day. And I know that's what, that's what you got to do and all, but I'm just, I feel like I'm just humble and I leave all my talking in the ring. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely great to speak to you, Alan. We can definitely organize in the next couple of weeks. I'll be above with Nicholas and hopefully I can. I can get him to get on with us, and yeah, we can have, we can have a chat just to, just about boxing in general or anything.
0: Let me just go on record here and say about Nicholas Hernandez Cruz. In my opinion, and it's my opinion, and it's the opinion of anybody that's worked with him, that man is is a he's a jewel in the crown of boxing, not just Irish boxing, in world boxing. He has a knowledge, he has a way with people, which is more so than than any person. There's something innately special. He's calming, he's reassuring. I believe he should be a key part in Irish boxing. I believe he's, his treatment over the years has been beyond abysmal, and I think he's he's such a lovely person. He's got a lovely spirit. His story would, man, when I hear that story, yeah, but,
2: de- but, de- but definitely, but like, yeah, you like you haven't probably heard much of Nicholas Cruz in the last couple of years, but yeah, the Irish boxing are going to hear hear of him now because. As I said, he's going to be linked linked up with, with myself, Wayne. We have Paul. We have Dennis. Like, yeah, you're definitely going to be. You're definitely going to hear Nicholas Cruz again. Danny and Keating makes he, his walk,
0: and, makes his next pro fight walk, uh, what a scene will that be! The, the pocket rocket leading Nicholas Cruz leading you to the ring, mate. And getting, I'm getting into Alice in Wonderland here. <laughs> Before I let you go, Danny, you have a little bit of inside knowledge on a big fight, a huge fight in Australian terms, um, because Tim Zoo has just—he's ripped it up down there, as they say. Now this year he's—he's—he's he's, he's made the breakthrough in Ansom by devastating Jeff Horn and made a massive statement. Yes. But talk to us a little bit about that. You know the two lads. You know him, and you know his future opponent. And how did that come about? And what do you think it'll go like?
2: Yeah, Tim has actually been. He's been coming to our our gym in Sydney for sparring off off all of us the last couple of years that I was there. Um, I actually sparred him probably when I was one and all. I did four rounds with him. I found he was yeah he was very strong, uh like his dad. But my 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 recent um camp, I actually I was sparring at my main sparring partner was born Morgan. Um, he was actually flew over for. To, to Sydney from New Zealand for six weeks, and yeah, me and him were were battling it out for probably probably over sixty rounds of sparring we did. Um. So yeah, it's it, it's great to be in the mix with with them two boys. So uh, anybody, and a, a, anybody and a super fight.
0: So for anybody that's not yet joining those dots, right? You're looking at a guy who, if you live on the bottom side in the southern hemisphere of the world this year, and you open the newspaper or a sports website, all you're seeing. Is Tim Zoo? He's the second coming of costa zoo He is all that and some. Down there, they truly believe they have the next big thing, and and they may well have. So my man here, our man here, Danny has um he's worked with him for four or five rounds sparring in the build up to some of his fights. Up, and not only that, then he now has he spent up to sixty rounds sparring with um Bone Morgan, who will be Tim's next opponent now. Let's watch that one and see how that goes. And no pressure on you, mate. But it's not going to bring any on you because you've got your own. But that's—it's it, a fascinating story, really, isn't it? When you see all these pieces coming back together and working, it, it can't but get you excited.
2: Yeah, it's good. It's just look—I'm enjoying boxing. Um, we all help each other out. So I'm happy to get in and share the ring with 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 anyone like that. Anyone that's. That's more experience. I mean, it's only going to better better me, um. So I'm I'm happy to to jump in and and to do all that with the lads.
0: And my my question always, or my, not always, but my question about Tim will be: as as good as he looked and as brilliant as he was, it was against a a, a former Jeff Horn. I, I would say, if I'm being fair, and and I don't want to say any more than that because I, I I like the man, I like everything about him. Um, but my question is: if we take the jab off Tim Zoo, like it was taken off Costa, what happens? That's the six million dollar question for me. Can you tell me? Did that happen?
2: Well, t- t- put it this way, Tim is—he is very, very strong fighter. Um, a- a- as of now, nobody can ride him off because he's—he's he's still undefeated. He's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's pl- he's played up to the parts till then. Um, but yeah, t- Tim Zoo is definitely, definitely a-, a strong fighter, and I can't wait to see. To see him probably hit America and see what he can do see what he can actually do I
0: hope he is as good as he seems because he, he and he has it all he's a grounded fella as and, well, and,
2: and he and he and his work ethic is yeah. it's crazy yeah. I've seen I've seen him like jump in do 12 rounds spam with all of us and fresh fresh guys every four rounds and he yeah he's his work ethic is crazy
0: yeah no, and and it is for the top-level Australian boxers, and I want to say this as well, because there's a lot of Australian fans that listen. Some of my old compadres from home who are over there, and there's some lads I haven't met yet, but to feel like I do, feel like I know them a long time, uh, to Dobbo and Joey and the likes of the guys over there. and There's a massive contingent of Irish over there, so you're going to have all that behind you when you make your first walk, um, and and I can't wait to see it, definitely, and, and it'll, be a, it'll be really special to be a part of it. But before any of that happens, people... These things, it's all well and good being talented. It's all well and good being silver tongue and being slick and smooth and being able to woo and charm and sound great on the mic because you do. And uh, and But it comes at a cost. And this is not easy. This is the side of the business now, unless you're out flogging 16, 60, 70 tickets a week or working your ass off as you are. Danny, that's the side of it that has to be, we we got to work on, isn't it? So talk to me a little bit about that.
2: Oh, it's definitely like bo- boxing is definitely. If you want to, if you want to reach your goals, you, you you need to be training full time. You need to be a hundred percent dedicated to the game. And and how has that, that gone you for you up
0: to now? You, how have you managed to balance that? Sorry for cutting across you there, but um, that's the side of the game that you've been. It's it's been you've been doing it your own way. Tell tell us about that before we get into.
2: Yeah, um, I I've been funding fun myself. Um, I'm I, I'm actually a qualified welder. I'd I'd work for maybe three months and I'd take probably ten weeks off to my fight and I'd fund my whole camp. Um, I'd have my my odd sponsor here and there, like my nutritionist or or maybe get my massages done. But yeah, other than that, I I'm funding my whole camp. But I, I I don't I didn't mind that because that that's what that's what has that's what has to be done. Um, but as I said, if anyone's out there that's that's looking to sponsor an least um I'm definitely definitely interested in taking some sponsorship opportunities. As I said, I'm in big talks with some uh some big international promoters. Um and in the new year you'd definitely definitely be wishing that you got got on Danny Keaton shorts.
0: <laughs> there you go. And now and and we're not just talking we're we're talking in any way you want. You can have it whatever way you like. So yeah, no, yeah. look, it's it's a big part of this game and if you want to play the domestic scene, even still the lads and the girls that are on the domestic scene here in Ireland they gotta get out they gotta do all the ball breaking training that they do, and then they gotta go sell and deliver tickets as well. It's tough, it's a tough business. The only one percent of the dream is is on lights where we're gonna see that so anyone that can help in any way shape or form, get in touch with the man, you'll see him on social media you'll see him. I'll have him connected here we'll we'll have plenty of we're gonna see and hear plenty of Danny over the next few weeks and months, and that's just before the, he starts throwing letter because when that starts, I have a feeling I just have a feeling. As my old nan used to say, I can feel it in my water. Thanks, Danny. And I can confirm that having chatted with him over the last couple of days, that yeah, he is now in camp training under and with Nicholas Cruz up this part of the world. So more luck to both of them. And I'm going to be watching and working that space very, very closely. If you can do anything, if you he can help in any way, shape or form, with Danny and his pro career and his pro journey, you know what to do. His link to his social media will be in the show notes. Get on it and do what you can, if you can, please. And in the meantime, I've kept poor old Steve hanging on there in the background to um, to wrap up this episode. So I'm going to go back to him now. We're going to look at some of the fights that were on over the last couple of weeks and see what his thoughts are and what's ahead. Another man you mentioned there lit the place up. Predictably so. I genuinely, I didn't
1: expect much. I don't think too many people knew much of Josh O'Reilly. I think actually Kieran from Box and Bancets, I had mentioned a, a bit about him, but again, nobody knew too much. It was from what they may have seen whenever he, he fought John Joe Nevin. I hadn't really seen too much of him in America. You know, regardless, just destructive. You know, I think he said he, he threw a hook and he said that it actually hurt him. So he stumbled sort of stumbled him he thought, why not, just go for it. He's, just,
0: he's carrying scary power and you know what it is? He Now I think he has that reassurance that the weight cut isn't draining him the way it used to. He's not um, limiting himself. He's unloading shots. They're not they're not winging shots. They're targeted. They're shot selected. They're 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 devastating. Tennyson
1: connected, the way he's been connecting people, they're not gonna be able to stand. I think it's the extra five pounding weights making a big difference to the, the tennis probably now with a few weeks past this of will it be Lenara's next. Lenara's come out and said, I'll fight anyone anywhere. I know it's obviously a big name to shatter, but maybe the potential is probably there to go two times European.
0: Mm. Yeah, fair you point. Know. Before I let you go, Steve, I suppose there's been a few other bits and pieces going on around. We we can um, there's been plenty, but if we pick the the juicy ones, uh, the juiciest, I suppose if we look at Anthony Yard and and Je- and Lyndon Arter. Um, didn't go according to plan, and and I mean, is it me? And it probably is, but is a promoter not the promote sport fighters? Is he not meant to be at least at least hide if he has a favor? <laughs> is it not meant to be a little bit
1: uh camouflage? No. Things at the history of this. Obviously, whenever he tried to do Saunders-Murray before, he was all pro-Saunders, and, and Murray was actually having to say to him, well, you're my promoter here as well. You know, done the same thing sort of with, with Frampton-Warrington. Dubois-Joyce, you know, Dubois-Joyce. Still didn't give Joyce any credit. And obviously, we're now just seeing the same way yard as yard as well. And you're sort of going, you know, are you a promoter or are you only a promoter for one side? Just keeping the potential opponents what's in case they do lose. It's it's a strange old one, but Frank obviously does credit forty years now in the business.
0: Yeah, it's it's a peculiar one, definitely a peculiar one. But look, it was Lyndon Archer was I I scored it to, incidentally yourself when you were watching it. What way did you think or how did you see it going?
1: It was a tough one to score. Is probably you're probably looking similar to that when you probably won the Ahara Davis and, and McKenna fight. I've actually seen similarities. I'm going to obviously make a, sort of a trivial question here, but we've had, we've now had two. British fighters that have fought for world title you know, they then realise that they obviously need to do things to you know, whether it's a job or whatever, you know, something else. The other one's actually been out in America quite a lot. He's highly ranked in the Pine for pine list and he doesn't have a world title. Chris Eubank Jr. You know, Chris Eubank Jr. got a lot of slaving from people, you know, he had no job, he, he didn't know how to pass the job and everything else and he's been away in America for quite a bit of time. Um Obviously, the the add layers to his game. I haven't been a fan of Tunji. Obviously, he's been more about himself rather than a fighter. Um, and I think now is the time, and has has not been critical sort of But I would like to see. Yard with something like Adam Buz.
0: What an end to the year we get. We get the two biggest prizes in box, and we get AJ last weekend against Poolev in a mandatory, and we have next coming this end with Canelo against uh, uh, Callum Smith. Sorry, I'm trying to remember which of them, but uh, just the name eluded me there for a second. But I, I know what I'm hope. I hope Callum Smith. I really do hope not just because I don't like Canelo. I really like Callum Smith, and I think this it's a baptism for him. It's a, it's it's an opportunity to step out and be what everyone has thought and said and uh, it'll be a night for Paddy Bradley too we have to give a shout to the Patman because he has the scalp of, of a Callum Smith albeit as an amateur under his belt doesn't he he'll be looking he'll be smiling wherever he is on Saturday night
1: uh, Paddy Gal um, he doesn't really like to go back too much on it you know Um and probably maybe we look a wee bit like Canelo as well you know so maybe Calum will be sort of looking at him going is that Paddy Gal I could probably be critical of Canelo sometimes he's, he's probably done, done the hard work sometimes I think probably more of his career it's come out in the public when they come out about De La Hoya or Mayweather, you know, with them picking and choosing opponents. It's sort of one of these ones that's going, can you really back Callum enough to do it? You know, we've, we've seen him obviously fighting Groves. Groves probably, is, as they, they'd say, is, is at the tail end of his career and sort of on the way out. Canelo's shown, fight Golovkin, he can take a punch. As well, you can take his coming back, is what everybody seems to be predicting. Is Canelo's going to work him hard to the body. We'll finish it up, I suppose,
0: on a positive from an Irish point of view. The two lads, the McKenna's from, from Smithsboro, they, they put on a show again the other night, albeit against limited uh, pre- limited opponents, but opponents who were there to stay, they were there to last, and the, they didn't, did they?
1: Unbelievable. No, like I it's, it's, it's sort of I think I mentioned on Friday to say that you know they're going to play the state performances and College stoppage ones. Both both opponents were there to, to take rides and animals. Arm McKenna before the end of 2021. When you've got sort of power of the range and everything else, how he was able to aim attacks body head, body head.
0: I want to thank Stephen for his time again. I'm really, really enjoying working with him. We've got a similar style, like minds, not afraid to make a point and make it well. A couple of shout outs and mentions: Stevie McKenna, who boxes again on Friday night. Two fights in seven days. Busy man. But no better man. Special shout out and a special mention. Derry man Brett McGinty who makes his professional debut on Channel 5 Friday night on the McHennessy show. Of course under the auspices and under the eyes of his coach Ricky Hatton. And last but not least the biggest shout out, the biggest props, the biggest congrats and well done. Super Dara Foley on a massive win for him down under this morning. That's it from me and them until then. Thanks to Danny. Thanks to Stephen. Thanks to you for listening. We're heading closer and closer and closer to that party season. But got to keep it on now. Keep going. Keep your head down. Stay safe. Stay sane. And smile. All's well that ends well.